0: You are listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you find your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. All right. I want you to write down three questions. And then we're going to work through these three questions. Where are we going? Why does it matter? What is my role? Where are we going? Why does it matter? What is my role? So uh, organizations that can answer these questions the best will grow the fastest and an organization's basically growth pattern will be completely dependent upon these three questions. So if, if we can ask these questions and answer these questions and then empower our church to do the same, the church will grow. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is that the church is asking these questions, even if they don't know they're asking these questions. And so are you. So am I. So we all are. Uh, Intrinsically, we're we're looking to use our gifts, talents, and abilities to add value to something. So we're we're all wanting to do that, to feel a sense of belonging, known and needed, right? Needed and known. We've talked about that a lot. Known and needed, needed and known. Um, people want to feel needed. People want to feel known. Um, even the push that I made Sunday was for a lot of people just that like, okay, I just needed to hear it. I'm not just, Hey, go through next steps or Hey, we love to have you on a team, but very specifically here's what we're believing God for. And then there's this like, okay, uh, even if you think about load and loadout team, just the way that a whole group of people that just needed a, some leadership and needed to know the need and then needed to know that they could be a part of that need. And immediately, boom, we go from, you know, four or five guys on a good Sunday, helping us to an army. Well, how did needed and known it all comes back to that. So, so where are we going? Well, we're going to this vision. We're going to the vision. That's where we're going. We're going to what we see. That's the vision. Now, you need to find yourself in this vision. Uh, Some of it easier than others, but you have to find yourself in this vision. Um, so we're not just, um, you know, just, uh, I'm trying to think of the right words here. We're not just doing a job. We're fulfilling a vision, right? We're not just going through the motions. We're fulfilling a vision and so we we see it here and then we we do all we can to see the vision come to pass so you just got to you got to get that in your heart you got to get that in your soul um and all, all of our ministries are wrapped up in this um and just having having to get that in your in your heart um and in your soul, I'm fulfilling a vision. I'm not just doing a task, I'm not just sending an invite, I'm not just sending an email, I'm not just recruiting, I'm not just grinding growth, I'm fulfilling a vision. Every generation. Why do we care so much about kids? Cause we, Cause we think in threes. Every generation. By the way, think in threes, that's a Kevin Gerald mantra that's something that he came up with from the scripture that's so powerful we think abraham isaac and jacob we think in threes uh music why do we want to write music well because it's a part of what we see not every church is supposed to write music not every church is supposed to do that so where are we going we're going to this vision um where are we going as the as the vision starts happening you're only as good as your values so then we have to bring it into culture Right. So, vision without values, who cares? So, so now we're taking the vision into values. So, where are we going? Well, we're a people of passion and amen in the room. Okay. That's what we were just talking about in wins. Man, the people were just singing. The, the, it's that shout of praise, it's that sound of laughter, it's that it's that amen. That that's something that we we really care about. Not every church cares about that. Why do I gotta be on the front row? Why do I gotta stand? Why do I gotta clap? Why do I gotta say amen? Well, you don't have to, but here you do. Cause it's <laughs> cause it's our value. We're loyal to the future. That's of value. Why do we care so much about kids' ministry? Because we're loyal to the future. As we grow and mature, we will also Youth will become a part of that, but we're a young couple that planted a young church, reaching young families as we grow. uh, And as the church grows and as the church matures, obviously youth will begin to play more and more of a role in that, but we're loyal to the future. We're all in. We, we love our city. So, um, uh, I love my city is not a ministry in our church. It's a value, right? We're spiritually alive. Okay, on and on. So where are we going? This is where we're going. And you have to remind yourself constantly of this reality. This is where we're going. I'm part of a vision. I'm fulfilling a vision, not just duties. I'm not just doing a job. I'm fulfilling a vision. This is what makes church work different than, you know, Really, anything else? So, what are some really practical applications to this? Well, number one is our is our new building. We should all be a part of that vision. We should all be praying about that. We should have. We should all give to that. We should all be excited about that. Um, again, the building is not the vision. The building is a big house where we can fulfill this vision easier. okay? So all, all of the time and energy right now that, that we are giving to portable, we won't have to give to, and all of that just helps us fulfill the vision better. So, so buildings are not the vision. Buildings are houses where the vision can come to pass. So where are we going? Well, we're going to that building. Where are we going? We're going to 500 on the serve team. That's where we're going right now. That's, that's the, the vision right now? How do we get more people involved, more people serving, more people plugged in so that we can say we have 500 on the serve team? Nope. Because we know that people will enjoy and love and experience more of God serving in our church than just attending. We know that, right? That, that we, we see that. We, we see it here and we, and we know it's a reality. They're going to get um, relationally connected. 40% of our church and 40% of Christians go to the church that they go to because of their friend group, okay? Which really hurts a preacher's pride, (laughs) but it's the fact. Um, I'm thinking about one young man that, that left our church, and when he left, he took three guys with him. That's okay. It's just that's what happened, right? It's like they were a little friend group. And one moved on and they all moved on. And I was like, mm, okay, well, that's okay. But that's how, you know, all, all churches and all people are clicky. There's actually nothing wrong with that. So, but, so what we want to do is we want to relationally connect people to the church. So that's part of our vision right now. Um, taking grounds, part of our vision. We, we, we are empowering and preaching to people to help them take ground in every area of their life. So, so where are we going? If people ask, you've got to be able to answer that. If you're ever thinking about it, you've got to be able to reference this. You, you've got to remember where we're going constantly because it's, it's the vision without vision, Proverbs 29, without vision, the people perish. So if, if you don't have the vision in your heart, you will and that word perish isn't die. It's cast off restraint. You won't care. So what makes you care is the vision. What makes you bought in is the vision. What, um, and, and you do, you have to agree with this vision. You know, if you were to read through this and go, man, I don't like this. Well, then you just, that's great. You need to resign. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, if you're like, I'm not a house of honor. Psh, I'm into this. I'm into gossip. Okay, cool. But like generous. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> It'd be hard to disagree with these, but if you could imagine <laughs> you're like, I don't know about these small groups, man. Pretty whack. Um, I'm not a big group guy. I'm a real individualist. Okay. But my point is you, you should read these and go, man, this is incredible. And we don't like go through this a lot. Cause it's just so much verbiage and it's so much, but what, what you should know about me is the way that I lead, the way that I preach, the way that I think I'm always going back to this. If, if, if I feel like we're going in a direction that isn't coming back to this, we got to turn it around. So where are we going? That's where we're going right now Two. why does it matter? Why does it matter? Well, it matters because eternity matters. It matters because people's souls matter it matters because unique church expressions in a city matter okay so why is where we are going why does that matter because our unique expression in the city matters and when i when i just said that i didn't say it matters more than anyone else it matters because the crossing matters and central matters i c l v matters word of life matters um, Avenue Church right here matters. They all every church matters because every unique because there are people who will walk into our church and go, "Whoop, not for me." Yeah. Whether it's the music or the preaching or or even just being portable, there will be people every week, which is a weird thought, that will walk into our church and will never come back because it's just like, "Nah, eh, uh." Uh-uh. So that's great. Now I hope they go find their unique church expression. But my point is that we have to also be very excited and have a good pride about our church expression and go, we're not competing. We are in no way competing with any other church in town. We are trying to fulfill our unique expression. Um, Why does it matter? Because God gave it to us. Why does it matter? Because we have to steward it, Matthew 25. Whatever God gives us, we have to steward that. Uh, here's what Paul said, Acts 26 and 19. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. You go all the way back to Acts 9 when when Saul of Tarsus has an encounter with Jesus Christ. And now all these years later, Um, at towards the end of his life, Paul goes, I have not been disobedient to that. So why, why are we the way that we are? Well, because it comes back to this. So now it matters because that's what, this is what God gave us. So we don't answer for any other church. We don't criticize any other church. We don't, we pray for and bless every other church while also in no way, whether that be in our city or around America, you know what I mean? It's like, what, what is the unique expression that God's given us? That's what matters because God gave that to us. We have to steward that. We have to be faithful to that. And, um, and it matters. And there is, if God gave us a vision, that means that God has given us an audience. Here's what I mean by that. There's an audience. There's a group of people. There is a church family that is looking for that expression. So if we're not, why does it matter? Because if we're not faithful to it, they will not connect to it. Um, Acts chapter 16. It's called the Macedonian call. It's the it's the word of the Lord that we got about this city that that the Spirit of God would not let Paul go to a region. Acts 16, the, the Bible says that. Paul wanted to go in one direction, and the Spirit of God would not let him go. Uh, then Paul prays, gets caught in a vision, has a dream, and he he sees a people in Macedonia praying for him to come. Um, in the Old King James, it says praying to him. Literally, it's like this call saying, "Paul, please come to our city and preach," and. That was the word that we got that there would be that there were people in this city praying for us. They didn't know who we were, but they were praying for this kind of church. So, why does it matter? Because we think there's an there is a people in our city. I don't know, 25,000 of them. I think that makes sense out of you know, millions and millions. We're not trying to reach the whole city, we're not. we're gonna reach the whole city. We're gonna take the city. No, we're not. That's because that's never that's never a local church's assignment. It's never a local church's assignment to reach a city. It is the local church's assignment to fulfill their vision because when they fulfill their vision, they reach their people. So there so there will be people there were people who walked in Sunday who went, Oh my God, this is what I've always prayed for. I dreamt of this kind of church. I've craved this kind of preaching. I've wanted this kind of music. I didn't know a church existed like this in the city, right? Every time people see me on Elevation or Transformation, they go, We didn't know you were here. We didn't know churches like this existed. That's why we were part of the EFAM. That's why we we're part of TC Nation. Because we didn't know a church like this was here. And there were also people be people go, No, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna try the crossing. We're gonna go to Holy Spirit Catholic Church. We're gonna it's a little much or it's a little this or it's okay that's okay but there is a people within the city that that need our expression so it matters because we are we are reaching the the group that God's assigned us to reach thirdly what is my role okay So now we go back to this and now we go to the mission. What is my role? Well, my role is the mission. This is true for every person in this room. And it's true for every person in our church. If you are a part of City Light Church, your mission is very simple uh so simple that some people don't like it. Cause they cause they crave complexity. <laughs> know God, find freedom, make a difference. There you go. Do those three things, and that's your role. Uh we are building and creating and planning church services that build the believer and reach the unbeliever. So we don't see those two things as, um, as a problem or as a contradiction. They are tension, but they're not, uh, but they're, but they're not a contradiction. So, um, I, I was, I was thinking about that Sunday morning at the 10 AM there were, there was a woman who really was having a moment and I let her have that moment and I actually addressed it for the whole room to say, we're not going to discourage people from praising, right? Cause we don't, we don't look at the guy at the Raider game fully painted and, and go, what an idiot. No, we go, wow, what a great, right? What a fan. So, so if they, if, if this woman is having a very emotional response to the presence of God, I'm not going to, I'm going to address it in the sense that I'm not going to kill that. And then, but we do all things decently in order. And I know there's dozens of people in the room that need Jesus. I'm also not building a service around her. Right? So it's like, had your moment. I actually gave value to it. But, but I have a mission and the mission is not just to build believers. It's to build believers and reach unbelievers. So now I'm bound by the heavenly vision. So I go, she doesn't, she's not the pastor. I'm the pastor. All right. And then I, and then I change the tone of my voice. I changed the mood. I, I lift the room from, I get like out of worship and into just being so, so glad to see you. And I'm letting her come down while also setting the church free too to worship. Like, hey, don't don't get caught up in that. You get lost in the pres you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 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 helping the room on this. So I didn't make her the star of the show. Let that woman praise God. Hallelujah. If you were praising, you wouldn't care, you know? No, because I don't want to (laughs) actually, because I don't know if she's in the flesh or in the spirit, so I'm not going to encourage that. I'm just encouraging us around the mission. Is that good? Does that make sense? What's my role? Well, find freedom, small groups and courses. Got to go through next steps. I want to serve, go through next steps. I want to get involved, go through next steps. I have a ministry. Go through next steps. I'm anointed. Go through next steps. <laughs> um, I want to join the worship team. You got to go through foundations. I want to lead a small group. You got to go through foundations. You got to do it. It It is what it is. You got to do it. it. It's it's what we do. Um, I'd like to lead. We need a women's ministry. Join a small group. We need a men's ministry, lead a men's small group. We need more relational connection in our church. Join a small group. (laughs) Um, I I had a guy just the other week tell me how much he missed uh, Weston Hill and that like relational gift that Weston had. And I said, you know what? You're, you're right. He's a, he's a unicorn. He is a, he has a God gift to do that. It is, it is not my responsibility to try to train or make someone have that kind of gift. And then I, and he goes, okay. And I go, so you need to lead a men's group. And he goes, ah, <laughs> cause cause that's the mission. The mission is not to be built around supernaturally gifted people in an area we'll never be at the mercy of someone's gift. We're at the, we're at the obedience of the heavenly vision, not someone's gift. Right. And he goes, okay, I'm going to do it. So he's going to lead a small group. He will remain nameless right now, but, um, okay. And then make a difference. So what's my role? Make a difference. How do I make a difference? You serve and you give serve and you give. That's how you make a difference uh your levels of this are all going to be at different levels, but we can all serve and we can all give the 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 person making forty thousand a year and the person making four million a year everyone can tithe, and it puts a big demand on every person, and everyone can serve on some level, so we can all do this um. And, and I would just say, I think, I think where God's taking us next now, as we enter our fifth year is we are, I want us to do a better job of, we've done a good job of giving people the opportunity to serve, but I want us to do a better job of empowering leaders to lead. And, uh, that will be, I think kind of the next phase uh, what is my role? Your role is to give and to serve. And then, if there is the capacity for thirdly leadership, then we release leaders to lead. Because uh, a leader, if we put a leader in a serving position and never allow them to lead, they will they will burn out because there is something in them that that has to take on a different level of responsibility and make decisions. So if we make all the decisions for them and don't allow them to take on responsibility, they'll, they'll become frustrated. And so, um, we'll talk more about that. So, um, and we, we have to give our energy to these three things. And, um, you, you have to find your energy in fulfilling these three things. So energy is not caffeine. That's not energy. You know, that caffeine is, is caffeine tells your brain that you're not tired. Do you know that? So caffeine isn't, doesn't give you energy. It's not like a sugar. It's not like that. Caffeine is a chemical that tells that part of your brain, you're not tired anymore. So isn't that weird? Uh, So it's actually a suppressant in a way. So energy is not produced by caffeine or coffee. Energy is produced by passion. And passion is produced by vision. Okay. So if you're, if you're focused on the vision and you're focused on these three questions there will always be passion okay passion sees the need and fills it passion finds a way passion is looking and not ignoring so we're people of passion We're people of and and it, that's actually a value in case you're wondering it's in there somewhere people of passion. Um, and so we're, and we're all in, which is another, another part of this. So passion can never be produced. Um, let me say it like this. Like there is a a side of ministry that requires energy and there's a side of ministry that requires passion. Okay. Energy would be more built off of lifestyle. Passion is built off of values. Okay, so um, energy could be diet and exercise. Energy could be uh, sleeping patterns. Energy like that—that that is a part of it. That rest. So there's a part of energy that that is like lifestyle. I have to bring physical energy to this job you have to if you're constantly tired you're doing something wrong physically but then there is the passion side of it which is values and vision and so in order for us to be effective it's it's twofold it is it is energy and it's passion and they're produced by two different things And when those two things get combined, you know, your, your ministry becomes an unstoppable force and people become so attracted to that. And so, um, where are we going? Why does it matter? What's my role? Always think through that. Always think through that. And if you'll, if you'll ask those three questions, and and then all of our decisions come back to this which this isn't the bible this isn't the holy spirit this isn't god but it is it is the the clearest thing god gave me about our church that hasn't changed so we just kind of we always kind of come back to this and and if if our decisions aren't feeding this then this becomes a good marker to go all right we got to we got to bring our decisions back to this. And if I'm feeling tired, burnt out, uninterested, it's because my, my, my values and my decision-making isn't connected to this anymore. So I have to reconnect to this. That's what we're doing in Jesus name. amen. Amen.